In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, I wish you so far you have enjoyed the, uh, the fast of the blessed, our mother, the Holy Theotokos, Benagia Theotokos, so far. You grow and you change in spirit. Uh, and also tonight we celebrate the feast of the Transfiguration. Transfiguration feast is an important one of the Lord's feast and has uh, a deep meaning. Uh, tonight I would love to talk to you about, uh, because I know the theme this year is uh, St. Paul or his epistles in general. So I would love to talk to you about one of the beautiful thoughts and teaching of St. Paul, the epistle, and something what is called the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ. We're going to see what is the meaning of that. I'm going to read chapter 3 of the epistle to the Ephesians. And you know the, the epistle of the Ephesians, one of the epistles St. Paul wrote in the prison. And out of the prison and out of sufferings, he, he brought the most important and most uh, deep uh, epistles in his work. He, he, he wrote down the Ephesians, the Colossians, Philemon, and Philippians. And we call the epistle to the Philippians, actually it is the jewel or the pinnacle of his writings. Why? Because of the deep theological meaning, meaning of the Ephesians. From the epistle of St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 3, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles. He's now addressing the whole story to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Gentiles, those who are uncircumcised, having no covenant, having no law, uh, having no God on, on, uh, on life, and alienated from God. Let me ask you, do we fall before, do we fall under the category of the Gentiles or non-Gentiles? Huh? Under Gentiles. Why? Before, we have not been Jews. We didn't have covenant with God. We were not close to God. So we were alienated from him. But now, we are receiving through this great teaching what is the private message or the particular message to us the mystery of Christ. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which uh, was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to, to me the mystery as I have briefly written already. St. Paul talking about he has a privilege to know the mystery. By which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known to the sons of man, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and the prophets. So the mystery was hidden until the time of the prophets gradually, and now so clearly to the apostles. And since it is revealed to us, we hear in the liturgy, when Abuna prayed the litany of the, of the gospel, what he says, Blessed are your eyes for... The see and your ears for the hear. For many prophets and righteous men have desire to see the things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear the things which you hear and have not heard them. Blessed are your eyes. So you already have eyes which are opened to the mystery of Christ. 
That the Gentiles hear the mystery. You know, he's revealing the mystery and pay attention to that because we are tight in time. That the Gentiles should be followers of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the, the gospel. What's the meaning of followers? Followers the people who inherit someone who passed away or someone who died. What are the two things that we are promised or that we are called to inherit? From this call, two things. The first one is, hmm, it's on the screen. The first one is, we are heirs of the same body. Yes. The second one is the promise. The promise is clear. We are promised to be, we are we having the promise of the heavenly. The promise of Christ through the gospel is the promise of the heavenly to be lived in the, in the heaven. What is the meaning of promise of the body? Have you ever seen someone who departed? And God forbid, what usually is the one who departed, what he, what he leaves behind, or what she leaves behind? Money and property, uh, stock market share, right? Usually they leave like that. But in this case, what we heirs of, or what we inheritant of what? The body of, of Christ. How we are inheritant of the body? What's the meaning of that? So now the mystery of Christ, all of us are we be our takers and inheritance or have communion with God in Jesus Christ, in our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the meaning of that? The communion with God that we are taking from him was in the very beginning of our creation. God created us to be in his image and his likeness. And for this reason, we carry his own DNA, or we would say the spiritual DNA. What is the spiritual DNA of God? If anyone looks at his son, he would be happy. Oh, you see, and he told the mother, you see, my son looks more like me than more than you. Look at his eyes, look at his ears, look at his forehead. And she said, no, 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 look at his attitude. He's nice, he's decent, he looks, he looks like me. He took my DNA, not you, right? It's a, a, a kind of genuine happiness when we see that we pass our DNA to our, our kids. It's the same for God. He said, I would never be separable from you anymore. I would never be away from you anymore. How? I'm going to have you to be partaker of me, partaker of myself, to be in my image, in my likeness, holiness, freedom, reasoning, Eternity, what awesome relationship with, with God. And then what happened is, the father said, God created us in his image and likeness for what reason? Because God has set and predestined and at the same time across the generation, he would send his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to restore us back to, to him. So he thought, so my son, he's going to be incarnate? My, my, my logos, my, my, my son is going to be one of them? What I have to give them? Let me give them the most beautiful form, the most beautiful image. Not because they deserve. No, because my son will hold it. You, think, you understand my point? So St. Irenaeus says, it is, you know, St. Irenaeus is one of the apostolic fathers. St. Irenaeus was a disciple of the disciple of St. John the Beloved. So John the Beloved was 
disciple of Christ, one of the one of the apostles, and his disciple was Polycarp in Asia Minor, and the disciple of Polycarp was Saint Irenaeus, one of the strong and most brilliant theologians very early time in the, in the Christianity. And he said, our relationship with God was determined through incarnation at the time of creation. What's the meaning of that? Sometimes we think that God created Adam and Eve in a certain way, but for some reason, it didn't work. Was it didn't work? God st st stands still like that and say, what am I gonna do? My project failed. My project was not success. What do I have to do? Let me find a solution. Okay, let me send my son to be partaker of them. Then he gonna fix what happened. No, it is the opposite. The dispensation or the economy of salvation that Christ has to come was determined. The image was there across the generations to the point that St. Irenaeus said the form that Adam and Eve, God granted them in the beginning was based on the image of Christ who are going to come across the generation to be in their form. Wow. Look at yourself in the mirror. Or look at yourself inwardly, because looking at the mirror is deceiving. Look at yourself in the mirror of your soul. You would, you would figure out that you carry the image of the Logos, which is the same, the image of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, and say, would anything separate me from him? No. Would anything make, make me alienated or foreigner to Christ? No. This is the core teaching today of St. Paul talking about Christ in the mystery of Christ. In other words, sometimes St. Paul would describe this mystery and he said to, to, uh, to the Colossians, Colossians 1.27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, the mystery of Christ. What is that? among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here's the mystery of Christ. Let me say it again. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Can you repeat after me? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Once more. Christ in you, the hope of Al-Masih fikum raga' al-Magd. Al-Masih fikum raga' What's the meaning of that? Christ has bestowed himself inside every one of us and giving us the capacity and the access to be one in him. I'm going to tell you now how to be one in him. To the point you're going to keep transforming, keep changing, keep, keep transforming day by day until one day you look in the mirror, you find yourself, but in the heaven, yeah, not in earth, you're going to find yourself exactly looking like him. But if you fail to do that, do you think you are ready for the kingdom of heaven? No. Do you think someone would uh, woke you up in the morning? Hey, hello, I have a surprise. You have been taken to the kingdom of heaven. No, now you are in the heaven. If you don't have the passion, what would you say? Heaven, why you brought me here? Why, why I should be here? So being in the heaven is, is such a passion we are developing and growing in us through having Christ, the mystery of Christ, having him inside us, then we grow in this image. 
St. Paul, when he talked to the Gentiles in Athens, they found, he found them, they worship idols. And he found an altar without a name. And he wanted to describe to them Christ. Simply, he said to them, Through he is not far, though he is not far away from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we are ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's, divi man's divine. No, we carry the genus of God. Sometimes in other verse, we are the sperm of Christ. Offspring sometimes comes in two, in two meanings, come like genus or comes like sperm. You know what sperm is? It is the, the, the cell of the man. So we are his sperm because we carry his own DNA. St. Athanasius said in Contra Arians, in his, in his message to the Arians, prior to us in the repair of our salvation founded in Christ, that in him we might be new created. I'm going to say it again. Prior to us is the repair of our salvation founded in Christ that in him we might be new created. يعني بيقول ايه هو ربنا ما جبلناش حل يتجسد عشان يخلصنا لا هو كان مصر وكان متأكد وعارف ان هو هيجي في يوم من الايام فاتحت بينا منذ البداية in his image في صورته ومثاله بس لأن المسيح لسه ما كانش جه زي ما إيرينيوس قال الصورة ما كانتش إيه واضحة دلوقتي قال لا الصورة واضحة موجودة فين في المسيح سان أثناسيوس said imagine if the logos was not in unity with the universe or cosmos and with us what's gonna happen he said nothing is gonna help the existence of us we would go back to dissolution we would go back to non-existence مش هيبقى لنا وجود غياب المسيح عنا معناه رجوعنا إلى العدم غياب المسيح معناه رجوعنا إلى إلى العدم أو عدم الوجود So if you ask me أبونا أغسطين What have you been before you've been born on the date of your birth I would say I did not exist I was in the non-existence If I ask you what have you been before your birth you would tell me you did not exist you were in non-existence. كنت فين؟ كنت في العدم. اللي جابك واللي جابني للوجود هو مين؟ المسيح. What brought me to existence, what brought my being as a fact, as a reality, is Christ. And he holds this being and this reality since the creation. So if he was separable from us, we wouldn't sustain, wouldn't live. And in this life, if he's separable from us, or we choose to be separable from him, we cannot sustain our life. So what life we are living is fake. It's fake. It is a kind of a pathway of dissolution, pathway of perishing, as St. Athanasius said. So how to keep us from dissolution and perishing? I'm going to just a couple minutes. In order to be united with Christ, we need to be united in two levels. I'm going to cover them in very quick. The, very, the first kind of unity or to keep us in communion with God 
what we call the communion or the fellowship through the mind. Is this the mind? No, this is the brain. Where is your mind? It's inside you. Your mind is, is your soul or the, or the unseen part of you. Your mind is the tool that you see the thing that unseen. Your naked eye, you would see the church. But with your mind or your spiritual mind, you would see the presence of, of God. With your naked eye, you would suffer from the loss in, in, on earth for any reason. But with your spiritual eye or your spiritual mind, we would see God is there comforting you and his presence is the hope in the whole life. With your naked eye, you would see the beauty of the nature and the beauty of things around you and the beauty of faces. But through the spiritual mind, you would see the beauty of Christ which surpasses any other beauty. That's why the Father says, in order to see God, you should have an enlightened mind. What's the meaning of enlightened mind? There is another kind of dark mind. Yes, your mind may be dark. You don't see. So in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, St. Paul says, So it is the God who commanded light out of darkness. It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness when this happened at the creation. He has shown in our hearts to the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Why he said the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? Because we wouldn't and cannot see God the Father without his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Because in him he is revealed. Saint Moses, the prophet, wanted to see God. He got to know him. He loved him. And he told him, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And the Lord told him, no one can see me and live. He told him, find a solution. He said, I love you. Oh, that's fine. Come to the top of the mountain. I'm going to hide you in, in a cliff. Inside the cliff, I'm going to pass by with a glimpse of glory. I'm going to see you, a very little glory through my back. And then you're going to see me. And what about the others? And who are the others? And I have Aaron. Aaron, uh, okay, he's not purified, purified that much, but have him with you, little up. What about uh, Nadab and Abihu, the elders of the, of the, of the people? Uh, they are not purified that much. Give them down there in the mountain. What about the congregation? No, they are not purified. Make like a corridor or like a fence around the mountain. No one can pass this fence. Why? They are not purified. So the level of purification of ha we have, the level of repentance we have, we can see God. So the communion through the mind, the first step, we should we have enlightened mind, a mind already working and enlightened and can see. The second level is I have to purify my mind. How to purify my mind through repentance. So I would be allowed to be in the top of the mountain with Moses if I am purified. If not, he can ask me, no, stay away. And even outside the fence, if you try even to touch the fence, you would, be, you would die. How many times we dare 
to come to be in communion with God in the Eucharist and we never care about purification. That's why St. Paul says, the Eucharist is a way of communion with God. The way is, is a very great mystery and unbelievable way to be in communion with him, to have Christ dwell in you, to be one in Christ, to, be, to have him hidden inside you until you, you see him in his glory. But we never have respect to that. We, even not, we never have an understanding of that. The third requirement of the communion with God is in plus enlightened mind, purified mind, and also we have sanctified mind. What is the meaning of sanctified mind? St. Paul in Hebrews 9.14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal, the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. الخفايا الضمائر اللي بيخفي أعمال الظلمة زي ما بيقول in second Corinthians Kron, uh, for two but we have renounced the hidden things of shame not walking in craftiness نخدع not handling the word of God deceitively عمالين حتى نستخدم كلمة الله في الخداع but, my but, my, but by manifestation of the truth commanding ourselves Renounce the things of hidden, the things of shame. So if I purify my mind, especially in the times you are away from eyes, especially the times when no one see me, except for God, I am preparing myself to the communion with God. Let me summarize. We have been in communion with God from the very beginning, from the incarnation, from the creation, through being in the image and likeness of God. Such a beautiful level of relationship, not based on an idea to be fixed, but another idea, no. God has foreseen and foreknew how he's going to fix our life through the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, to be one in him, in his image and his form, that he has given us from the beginning in the creation what he predestined to do in the future. So we get his image and his likeness. For this reason, we have our being, we have our existence, we sustain this life, not in this carnal life, no, in the hope, in the eternal life, as it is the mystery of Christ. St. Paul says we're going to grow and transform as if we are looking to a mirror, dimly. The mirror back then was not clear like now. The mirror was like was metal and like foggy. But every day we look, we are changing to this image. And because of our faith and our transformation, we are keeping understanding nothing will separate us from Christ. I'm going to end with the verse of St. Paul. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He is the creator, the fashioner, and the author. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, not in the outer man, in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, listen to this, may be able to comprehend with all the sins what is the width, length, depth, and height. How many did I mention here? Four. Width, de length, depth, and 
Hayat. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Technically, in this earth, we deal with how many dimensions? Three. We don't have four. What we, yes, there is four, five, and six, and seven, and a lot. Theoretically, we have multiple of dimensions. But we can, what we can make in our hands is only three. But the love of Christ surpasses what we have in our hands. It's not three levels. It's four levels. Because it includes the depth. It is include the function of the spiritual mind. That we love him. So the key of life in Christ. Christ dwelling us with his fullness. With his divinity. To be partaker of him. And we believe that we eat the, the life given flesh that he has taken from our mother, the Holy Theotokos, St. Mary, that given for us for salvation, remission of sins, and getting the share and inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. And glory be to God forever. Amen.